0: Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Erin.
1: And I'm Nathan, and we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to open up our lives and minds with you.
0: We'll share some of our experience as counselors, business
1: owners, and most important of all, as everyday people.
0: Hi and welcome to ShrinkThink. This is our podcast that explores the human experience from two therapists perspective. We use a little humor and a lot of compassion to help you understand yourself and learn new ways of being. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to our show. I hope you have been enjoying this holiday season, enjoying Thanksgiving, having passed. So recently and then looking ahead to Christmas and the new year that are coming up. And I know whenever we talk about this and think about this as therapists, it's always a a bit of a mixed bag with people. And so we just wanted to hit the topic head on here and I guess give you some ideas, things that we run into and maybe some tips, things to think about to make it as I guess, as fun as possible or as safe as possible, depending on where you're coming from. So today, our topic is going to be boundaries around holidays. Nathan, how do you feel about boundaries and family around the holidays?
1: You know, one of the things that occurs to me is that this weird year that we're in, you may be coming at this totally different. You know, you get the sense out there that you don't know what's going to happen next. And I think that can make us think, man, you know, maybe I should go ahead and like, spend some more time with this person than I normally wouldn't. Or, you know what, this isn't worth it. I'm not going to spend any more time with anybody that I just is annoying. I think moving forward with how things are going, you know, 2020 is going to end. And 2021 is not going to magically be safe and wonderful. So as you're with your family, I'm wondering, you know, how do you make that decision?
0: Yeah, so I guess maybe let's start there in terms of looking at, who is around you and sort of evaluating, like, what do you have on your agenda? What, what are kind of your obligations coming up? You know, people start planning out their schedules and making plans with family members uh, around get togethers. And so as those things are going on, I think it's helpful to just kind of assess the situation to look at, okay, you know, who's going to be where and at what point in time is that going to happen? It's always important, I think, for me when I think about holidays to think about that timing issue. And not a lot of people think about that because, and I'm guilty of that too, because we will just say yes to something or we'll fit it into our schedule and we'll say, okay, I've got this opening, you know, on this Saturday. Yeah, we can get together for this or that. But when you step back and look at the entire schedule, you know, are you like working a lot or is work slowing down? And then you have a whole bunch of family things all at the same time. Is that too much? Or is it, do you need to spread it out? And so one of the things I think about is just assessing your whole situation and looking at like, what's a good pace or a timbre for all of these family get togethers? And also depending on who, I mean, maybe there are some parts of your family that are maybe bigger or louder, more, <laughs> you know, harder to be around. I mean, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can just be, you know, maybe you're an introvert and it's like, wow, there's a lot of people. It really drains me. And you need to space that out from the smaller gatherings. So I guess my first point would just be assess the situation and see what's going on.
1: Yeah. You know, there's a difference between being in a mixer of folks, for example, some kind of a networking thing that's an event, a holiday season event. And you go to that knowing that like, well, this could be great or it could be horrible. And so the question is, is why are you going? And um, I think in, in light of that, I would say, how do you maybe look forward a little bit on New Year's Eve? How do you want to look back at this holiday season and wish that you handled it? And kind of plan out from there, like, okay, I really hope that I have connected with people well. That would be one thing. Okay, well, what is that? And then we can unpack that. What does that mean? And I don't want to get in the weeds with all of this, but kind of running down a list. Do I hope that I've set good, healthy boundaries with everyone? And what does that actually look like, depending on the person that you have in your mind's eye? I mean, there's the weird Uncle Fred, you know, that's really loud, doesn't have a filter, and you're remembering like, okay, is Susie going to be there? Because she's always going to argue with every single thing that he says. And it's stuff like, well, how much of that can I put up with? And looking forward and going, you know, I guess I don't really have to focus on Fred that much. The relationship that I care about is more of the one with Tammy, who kind of just sits there and doesn't really talk very much. And I am really curious about how she's been doing because, you know, it's been, six months since we actually talked. And maybe for you, it's this season is about catching up. And if it's about catching up, then maybe New Year's Eve, you're wanting to be able to say to yourself, like, I feel like I caught up with everybody.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And as you're getting into some of those like specific story things, that makes me think of another element of this, that is like expectations, you know, you're sort of looking at it from the future standpoint, it's like a mini, you know, when you die on your gravestone, what do you want people to say about you, except in a less morbid way, and a little bit uh, more uh, (laughs) imminent of a way. But I like that, because it forces you to sort of think critically about what's important to you, and what do you want to do. And so along those lines, I think about expectations. And I think one way to go about it is, when you are describing each of these people and these interactions, who was it, Uncle Fred, is going to argue with Susie. If that's part of the dynamic in your family, maybe you have an expectation around that, that this is going to happen and you don't like it. But what if you could say, instead, this is an expectation that it's going to happen and what am I going to do about it? How can I think differently or feel differently about it? And here's what I mean about that. I think it was Dr. Henry Cloud in one of his books Uh, It was like a um, having difficult conversations with people book. And he was talking about these mental maps. And he said that when you have an expectation of things going a certain way, you have this mental map that's kind of rigid. And so if it strays from that, then your mind says, "Uh uh-oh, this is bad. And then you'd like try to protect against it or you have a negative experience and, you know, you get all like defensive and, you don't act proactively. You're reactive to it. But instead he said, what if... You could change your mental map to say, no, this is what I'm expecting. This is what it is going to be. And maybe it's going to be hard. And if that's the case, what am I going to do about it? So that your mental map actually reflects more of reality and it incorporates some of those difficult things. And so when those things happen, instead of being reactive, you're already beginning to think about, all right, so when Fred is arguing with Susie and, you know, everyone's sort of getting out of hand, what am I going to do about that? Instead of, oh, no, I hate that. How do I avoid it? Instead, I can say, what do I want to do about it? Do I want to like start like popping the popcorn and just in my head saying, here we go again and let's see what's going to happen. How can I m- make a new mental map of that that can make it less painful or less annoying and a little bit easier to enjoy?
1: Yeah, you know, the thing I think about, too, when you were saying that is, you know, we're talking about a real short period of time here. I mean. Really, you're not with these family members every day.
0: Let me say, sometimes it can feel really long. Like a few hours can feel like pulling teeth here at times. (laughs)
1: It's like that old SpongeBob. I'm just gonna go over there for a little while. It's no big deal. Four days later. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope you don't get stuck for four days. (laughs) Can you? Holy crap! It's 2020. So, so, I mean, you know, which reminds me, make sure that you um, actually prepare for an earthquake when you go over here family. So you can can leave.
0: You cannot be surprised anymore.
1: (laughs) So yeah, it's one of those things where it's pretty crazy. But I just from a perspective standpoint, keep in mind, you're talking to maybe about you're going to go out that night, you know, and then you're going to come back home and you're going to go to bed. And maybe there's a few things people get stressed out by how many things that they have going on, kind of like what Aaron was talking about earlier, planning out your cadence for the whole holiday season. It's one of those types of things to think about always is always going to be perspective. You know, we can't live in the future, but you want to kind of have a general idea of where we're going. I mean, 2020 showed you, you can't live almost in the present. either. (laughs) So so at any rate, yeah. So just kind of know where, set yourself up to kind of know where it is that you want to stop. In other words, how much you feel like you want to be um, open about yourself. And in regards to that, being open and talking in different conversations, there is a mixed bag out there of how folks want to talk about the whole 2020 thing. I mean, there's a lot of folks that are just done with it. You don't want to talk about it at all. And if you haven't talked to your family and don't know where they stand, you might err on the side of actually not saying anything about it. Because the reality is, is that if they are okay talking about it, they'll probably just bring it up. And you got to know whether or not you're okay talking about it. And, and maybe develop a few phrases that you want to be able to use um, with folks that you don't know as well.
0: When you say these phrases, I'm sure you're going to unpack that a little bit. I just wanted to pause and say, you know, what are these phrases? Why is that important? And how does it help you? It sounds like you're talking about being prepared and having a plan.
1: Yeah, you want to um, ahead of time, if you kind of think how you want to approach what's going on, a phrase that you could use basically helps you to get through the moment without having to think too much. So you're not caught off guard. You're not sitting there and realizing that you're like five minutes into a conversation that you didn't want to be in and you hate the topic. For example, if you don't want to talk about 2020 at all, you might just say like, as the person starts talking about it, yeah, this year's bothered me. I don't really want to reflect on it that much. That might cue them to basically change the subject if they're, you know, aware, depending on who you have in your mind's eye, you may or may not have to be more, quite frankly, abrupt or more blunt. Um, And you know who you you can be softer to, and then they'll just pick it up.
0: Yeah, I like that. It's kind of an extension of these mental maps that I was talking about. It's like having a plan for, okay, when this is going to happen, what am I going to do about it? Or in this case, specifically, what am I going to say about that? And to me, when I hear that, it makes me feel a little bit more settled or a little bit more calm because it's like I have a plan. You know, for all of the uncertainty, or maybe even in some ways out of control that might happen around families, around the holidays, having a little bit of semblance of control, at least not in your environment around you, but within yourself, of being able to say, okay, this is what's important to me. This is who I want to talk to. This is what I want to open up about myself. And here's how I'm going to handle these things feels safe to me.
1: Yeah, I think some of you new folks out there, maybe that are either you've just got more serious dating, so you're going to some friends and family's house together maybe for, maybe you've done some of that. That's one of the places I'm suggesting to kind of think through this is don't assume that everybody's going to want to talk about what it is that you want to talk about and assume that people are going to want to talk about things that you don't want to talk about. So you, you kind of got to know, okay, what do I just not want to say? Um, and develop a couple of some phrases or not know what to say, but what you want to talk about. Develop some phrases up front that you can just use and just kind of pull out of your back pocket, so to speak, and just kind of try to follow other people's lead. And some of you guys are are more the, the folks that are like want the center of attention and really thrive on it. And you just keep going and going. Be aware of yourself and know that You know, people do think that's funny a little bit, but you don't need to keep going and going and going. You need to probably (laughs) probably try to rein it in a bit. I'm talking to myself right now, actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We will have your therapy session at the end of this podcast show. So maybe we'll record that and put that on here sometime. You know, we're still talking about boundaries a bit, but it's a little bit of like putting some some edges around things that that might be good, and those boundaries can protect something that's good from bleeding into something that's too much or or even uh, into something that's unhealthy or damaging. One of the things I think of around family parties or or even just social get-togethers, it doesn't even have to just be family, it can be friends or social events around the holidays, is... It can be a really fun thing to do and maybe only for a short period of time. Maybe it's something that you want to be at but it drains you or you've just got a lot going on and you need to be able to set a boundary for yourself and only be there for a couple of hours because you need to get to bed and go to work the next day or you've got another event later that day. So being able to set boundaries by having sort of an exit plan I think is is actually okay. I think it's great to be able to plan something after an event where if it's getting together with some other people that are, you know, that know you really well and then you feel comfortable with and that's not exhausting or draining to you can be really helpful. So if you need to leave a party and say, hey, you know, I got to get going. I'm meeting some other people that can be a way out, so to speak, of like a respectful way of leaving a party. Or even planning to uh, do something for yourself, you know, whether it's get a massage or if you've got a bath or a movie that you're wanting to get to because it's been a busy week. It's okay to say, like, I've got this planned afterwards and I'm going to tick off, but thank you so much for having me over. I mean, there's a way of being respectful about having been there, even if you didn't totally want to be there fully or didn't fully love it. That says to the host or the people that you're around, like, I gave you of myself. I gave of myself to you and I'm okay with that. And now I'm going to protect the rest of me and go home and enjoy that because the season can be really draining for a lot of folks and it's important to protect yourself so that you don't come out of the holidays feeling like I was just, you know, walked over or the tube of toothpaste was completely squeezed out and now I'm going into a new year all drained and everything. So uh, just something to consider uh, that a lot of people ask, like, is that okay to do? It kind of feels like I'm cheating or something, but I'm like, no, that's okay. That's that's perfectly respectful.
1: Yeah, you know, one of the, the controversial type of things that I guess we probably should speak to, which I was just thinking about, is the idea of virtual meetings versus in-person meetings in the holiday season. And-
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just got to say, that's brilliant. I don't know if you're going here, but I was just thinking... For those (laughs) parties you don't want to be at, your connection could just be really bad. Just turn on all of your devices. I don't know. I'm getting a lot of... (laughs) I'm not sure if that's what you meant, but there's an idea for you guys. That's totally free.
1: (laughs) Well, where I was going with it was, was more about the idea that there's different opinions that put people in front of the virtual situation. And I would say that the one thing that's common for everybody, though, is everybody pretty much hates it. So I guess what I would say is keep it in mind. There's going to be some folks maybe in your family that just want to meet virtually. Look, ultimately, they're just trying to protect you. And on the other side of it, um, the folks that are wanting to meet personally, you know, they're exhausted from this whole virtual thing And It's not about necessarily believing one thing or another. It's just more about like going like, okay, apparently for them it's worth the risk. The question is, is is it worth the risk for you? And that's really all you got is you've just got you. There doesn't it doesn't need to be a gigantic conversation. I'm sure there's there's creative things you could do. I am not a tech guy, so there's probably you know a bunch of different ideas that everybody could come up with. I just thought I would say, well, we better say something about this. Before we, uh, I, I mean, talking specifically about boundaries and how things are going to be set up. Um, I imagine that those are conversations you probably, some of you might not want to have. And uh, meaning like, I already know that Billy's not going to want to do anything. He, he, he's going to be the guy that wants everything on video. He's not going to come. And I've been, I've been missing him forever. Well, give Billy a call see if things have changed, um, hit it head on rather than try to wait to see and just get anxious and more anxious and more anxious every day while you try to figure this out.
0: And speaking of hitting things head on, that's a really good point. I, I want to kind of move into this. You know, I'm, I'm sort of a conceptual thinker. You're really good at being really practical. and People are always telling me like, I'll explain something like, okay, what does that mean practically here? So I'll have you help me with this practical. But you're describing something that is about being proactive and taking initiative. And it dawns on me that when you think about the holidays, so many times, it feels like it's, you're just passive, it's stuff that's happening around you and happening to you. And you just have to like, you know, buckle, buckle in and just go on the ride. And then when it's over, you're like jostled around half nauseated and didn't want to be on that ride and you, you're entering the new year a little bit exhausted or whatever. And so at least that's the way a lot of people describe it is, you know, there's just a lot that's going to be going on that I don't really want to do, but I have to do. I was thinking about it more in the terms of how can you think about creating a season that you enjoy? Like, what do you enjoy about it? Is it snow? Do you love doing stuff in the snow? Do you love the, you know, the weather, the seasons? Go do something, plan something for yourself or with the people you care about. If that's what you would like to do, do something that involves that thing. Or if you are somebody who loves Christmas music, then listen to Christmas music as much as you want. Don't care about what other people say. Just turn it on. If you're the kind of person that loves, you know, the smells, the like the fir boughs and the you know, the the tree smell and all that kind of stuff, go put one of those in your home and enjoy it. Go home and have some sort of a ritual where every night you just sit by a fire with your tree and you just look at it and you smell it and you just enjoy it. I mean, these are small things, but it's meaningful because if there's something about the season that impacts you positively, then we want to try to protect that and, and make that important to you so that it doesn't just happen and you miss it, because all these other bad things are going on, but it's something that you actually look forward to. And maybe even you can begin to build out something around that, like a new tradition. I guess that maybe that's another thing is that a lot of people don't have traditions. And I'm not saying you need to, but it helps particularly with a lot of difficulty around the holidays to have some sort of tradition or ritual thing that you can look forward to amidst all the difficult.
1: Yeah, as you're bringing that up, I'm thinking that one of the things, practically speaking, that you need to do is you're going to need to get into the details of things a bit more, especially this year. You know, one of the ways that you enjoy the holiday season, maybe in the past, is you, you know, you hear the big picture about what's going to happen and then you kind of go along and then you like things that happen when they when they happen. This year is different. You're going to probably have to plan some of the stuff that last time you could just go do. Um, I know for this, this earlier this season, we had to plan ahead to go to pumpkin patch. We had to literally pick a timeout, that kind of thing to show up. So if people are doing that and they're planning, this is new to everyone. So to go along and then to be irritable when you get to the place, I mean, the the person that planned it, because maybe you're not the person that planned it. This is stressful for them too. I mean, they, everybody wants to try to, to do things and have a good time. So in order to have a voice into that, you're going to have to to know what the planning process is like and be able to select things that are options. Maybe, for example, there were options that this person chose because they were the only ones clicking through the computer at the time or on their phone uh, based on what they had to, to choose from. And they needed to make it right then. So maybe there's ways to change those things, but to be more involved would be in the planning process because this year is different. And so, from a practical standpoint, it's about backing up a little bit, about forecasting a little bit of what you want to do, how you want to see yourself at the end of the season, and what kind of boundaries to set, how vulnerable that you want to be, how open you want to be, and what you want out of the relationships by by New Year's end.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's really all about like knowing yourself and being yourself as much as possible. And maybe in some ways it's about kind of discovering yourself because I feel like every year that passes or every experience that we have, you know, for example, this year, obviously, uh, we none of us saw this coming, none of us could have uh, predicted it. And when it's happening with all its different layers throughout the course of the whole year, you're having to discover yourself in a new way okay so I can't do this okay now we have to do this who am I in that and so as you're continuing to discover who you are can you find yourself in the midst of all this and I guess what I mean by that is like who are you are you so let me just say this I guess I'll start with myself I am somebody who needs to laugh and needs to have a good time and I need to find the humor in things regardless of what it is, whether it's, you know, heavy and serious or whether it's just lighthearted. Like, I just, I love life and I love people and I just need to find something funny in what's going on. I just, I don't want to take things too seriously. And that's me. And I know other people are extremely sarcastic. And so if you're a sarcastic person, like without offending other people, be sarcastic or if you're somebody who um you know is is quiet and pulls in and just enjoys some of your own alone time in order to be with other people do that be that person but i guess the point is who are you in all of that and can you maintain your sense of self through all these these changes and these difficult times over the holidays So that you don't feel like you were, you know, beat up or walked over or put through the ringer or however you want to think about it through the holidays. But that you feel like, yeah, I honored myself and I lived my life, I guess, the way that I wanted to live. The way you said it, Nathan, about when it's over, did I like I had this vision going in of what I wanted it to be like looking back. And now that I am looking back, I can say, yeah, that was me. And that was good. That was okay, Despite any of the other stuff that happened.
1: Yeah I think um, as we wrap this up, the, uh, the reality is is that you have a limit to yourself. If you think about the fear triangle, that can be a good, a good handy thing to have in your mind's eye while you are doing your relationships. Truth and boundaries and, and uh, compassion and love. If those are matched up, um, that's a, a nice, very helpful way to phrase boundaries out as you go. If you haven't heard those podcasts, um, they're the Fear Triangle series that are out there somewhere. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, keep in your mind's eye where you want to go and how to hold on to yourself as you go, because you are the one that's traveling with you everywhere you go.
0: Yeah, and as we wrap up this show, I have a image in my mind of there was a sitcom in the 90s called Frasier this, how would you describe him? Uppity, snobby, (laughs) very extremely neurotic guy in Seattle who is a psychologist with his brother Niles. But I just think about these, these Christmas season or these holiday season episodes where he's doing his radio show, taking all these calls. And you know, you get a bunch of like crazy calls on the show or whatever people hanging up or saying all kinds of weird things. But But ultimately what it really comes down to is there's just a lot of stuff going on and he's there with them even through whatever is going on. And so as we're talking about this, I just am very aware of you're listening to this through all of that and we're with you through that. And we love you guys and we care about you. And we're doing this podcast partly because we just want to connect with more people. We want to share ourselves with more people and and some of our journey and our process. And so as we're saying this stuff, like we're talking about ourselves and just know that we're putting this stuff into practice for ourselves. However hard it is that we're right there with you and that we'll get through it. Because if we can get through 2020, we can get through anything.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right, you guys have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt, and you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life.